Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. I am a career coach, but I am also a business owner. And so many of you actually reach out and ask me about my business how I started, all the things. And today, I wanna tell you a little bit about that uh, through another friend and fellow Mastermind member in a mastermind that I'm a part of this year because there are so many parallels to owning your own business and the job market. And today, we are gonna walk through your limiting beliefs, what you're probably the most scared of, what's really on the other side, and even some labels that maybe you're giving yourself that aren't serving you anymore. And all of this is brought to you by two business owners. And so I know what you're thinking, this is so bizarre, except it's just not. I really feel that many people reach out to me about owning their own business because they don't want to go into the job market anymore. And I will tell you, after listening to this episode, you will hear that the same feelings and thoughts come up as a business owner just as much as they do when you are a job seeker. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to my friend, Nicole. Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. And I am so excited to introduce you to a friend, a fellow mother, and a fellow business owner, Nicole Culver. And today, I just want her to introduce herself and just give you a glimpse into somebody who isn't afraid to tell you exactly how it is in all things business, parenting, all the things. So, Nicole, tell us a little bit about you. Oh my gosh. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. And it's actually really cool because your name of your podcast and the name of my podcast are so similar, which means we're meant to be friends. A hundred percent. Oh my <laughs> gosh. A hundred percent. I feel like so, the shift is what we all need, right? We all I, need a shift. Yes. Yes. So my podcast is called the shift show. So we have that that amazing word shift in common, but I am a business coach. I'm a marketing expert and I am also a mindset expert. I quit my teaching job back in 2011, which I'm coming up to my 11th anniversary of quitting of the big, of the big day. So it has been quite a journey over the past 11 years. I have ran a food company that was a national brand. We had food products. I have done health coaching. I've done a lot of different things in 11 years, but where I have settled and where my path forward is really helping women design their own life and become the CEO of not only their business, but of their families, of their life, and really figure out 
what the heck do I want in this life and how do I do this? And I help people through the vehicle of building an amazing business. And also I help moms. I'm a mom of three. I have three girls and it has been a wild ride because I also work with my husband as well. So that was a really um, long and short synopsis of, of our fat past 11 years. But basically I'm a business coach. I'm a mindset expert and I help my, my students and my clients grow their businesses online. I love all of this so much because your path sounds so similar to mine where it's like you were doing one thing and then you shifted to something else. We're using the word shift again Mm -hmm. and then something else. And then we have children and actually your two oldest are the same age as my two. Um, They're born the same year. And so I totally feel you on that. And I'm sure, you know, going into business with your husband, there's a curveball. changing business models. There's a curveball. uh, entering the kids, there's a curveball. I mean, you and I have so many parallel paths in terms of that. And one of them for me, I mean, I, I have an MBA. Uh, and when I was in graduate school, I assumed that everything in life went up and to the right, you know, that linear path. And it just doesn't. I mean, my, my business sure hasn't. I think it's gone backwards and then down and up and like all the things. Um, yes, that's, it's, it's really funny because I was actually on the phone with a client a few weeks ago and I said to her, like, you know, not every year is going to be like a massive explosion of a growth year. And you might even have a year where you make less money and it's okay. And she was like, what? I didn't know this. And I was like, yes, it's okay. Especially, I mean, those years that we had babies or we, and even, intentionally or unintentionally, I don't even know at this point, took time off like to, to birth a baby. Like, no, not every year was a growth year and we made it through. (laughs) It was okay. Yeah. And I know, um, you and I have talked before about how much time we wasted before we had kids, but we didn't know that until we had them. And now I don't know about you, but I think I could solve world hunger in like two hours now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. We had when, so my oldest is the same age, obviously as yours. Like we said, she'll be 10 in October, but I literally can remember running my, my food business. So we, like I said, we, we've been doing the online marketing thing for, it'll be 11 years in June. And we, I mean, we have been running Facebook ads since literally they, it was possible like running like ads for our blissful eats food business. And I remember like sitting on the couch doing like the, the like, 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 like comment, comment, follow thing, you know, like there mm-hmm. used to be like Shalene Johnson used to teach like the, I think it was like the five, three, one strategy. And I would spend hours on the couch thinking that the more followers I built for my online business, it would make more money. And sure, like ish, there's some type of equation there, but you need to figure out how to make money first before you actually continue to sit on the couch on Instagram. And I didn't quite have that ratio dialed in yet. But then once I had kids, I realized, oh my gosh, no, the the selling has to come first and I have to figure out how to be profitable first before I keep wasting all of this freaking time. So, oh my gosh, so much time wasted. Oh, I think you and I went to the same school in that. I thought the same thing. I was trying to do everything organically with the likes and the comments and the things. 
and forgot that my number one thing was to actually make money. And I, it's funny actually saying this because even in the job search world, people get confused as to what tasks they should be doing. And while it's great to reach out to recruiters, uh, recruiters are actually employed by the companies, not by you. So they get paid by the company that hired them to fill the positions. So as much as they might buddy-buddy with you, they're actually getting their paychecks and things from a company that hired them. And so if you are looking for recruiters, this is a common misconception. Let me, I just need to find recruiters. That's great, but that's probably not going to get you the money and the uh, actually what you need, uh, which is the job. It's really putting yourself out there. Um, so those activities are so similar and it's so easy to, to follow people and to look at the job boards, but actively applying and putting yourself out there. Um, how did you realize that? I mean, how did you, when did you make that, that shift? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, first it probably, I, I was going to say, oh, really fast. But I think the honest truth is I, I used to bury my head in the sand when it came to numbers because I was so, uh, kind of afraid that I would have to go back to teaching. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared that I would have to go back to teaching. And the truth is when you have a physical products business, it actually costs you a lot of money because, you have to pay for a lot of product. So you do, there is a certain amount of like, well, I do need to sell a certain amount to be able to cover my costs. And my husband was working full-time in the city and New York city at that point, like basically like making the money, which is why I was able to quit my teaching job. And I had that privilege of being able to leave the job. So I don't remember like at what point, but it probably was a few months in where I realized, oh my God, I'm so petrified of actually selling. I'm so petrified of putting myself out there. I'm so petrified of going to stores and talking to business owners and making the sale, but the revenue is not where it needs to be. So something has to change. And that's actually why I started doing more online sales because I didn't really have to talk to that many people. I could kind of do it like online and kind of be like hide a little bit. So it was more comfortable for me, but it really came down to looking at the numbers and being like, are you actually making enough to keep, to keep going? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. Again, our paths are very parallel. I'm an introvert for sure. And I didn't want to talk to people. I think my main concern, and this has literally never happened to me, was that somebody would like yell at me and tell me that I didn't know what I was talking about. I have no idea what I was worried about. I mean, I think our biggest fears that that rejection doesn't come like we think it's going to. And that most people are actually very nice. Uh, and they're just like, okay, not for me right now or something like that. And that's, oh, okay. And the more times you actually get an opportunity to get in front of people, whether it's personally on the phone, whatever that is, you become better at your craft and you actually end up, even if it you know doesn't go the right way, you're like, well, that wasn't so bad. And so you gain confidence, I think every single time and whatever the thing is you're most scared of like I said, has never occurred, never actually happened to me. So. Yeah, it is like, 
I always like to think of things in terms of building muscles or habits. And the more you're willing to do it, the more, like, let's be honest, the first few times it does suck, right? Like it does like let, we can be really honest and real and you might get rejected and you might get turned down and But the more you do it and the more you practice, it's like riding a bike. You do get better at it. Or it's like that second language that I really never learned. But if I had, because I quit, right? Like I quit. I begged my mom in 10th grade, please let me stop taking French. I really cannot do this anymore. I quit. So I never got to the point of mastery. So if you do quit, you won't get to where you want to go. But if you do show up and you practice, it does get better. And I think you you do have to be an expert in talking about yourself, in talking about the thing that you sell, or really in talking about the skills that you have, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know that that's what you help people really figure out and understand is you do have to get comfortable talking about that. And the only way you can get comfortable is being willing to have that conversation one, five, 10, 20 times. Well, I read this really amazing thing that just got me one day. It really like fired me up and it was, um, there's a brand I'm going to get it wrong, but they do, um, gluten-free, um, I think it's like Siete or something like that. They do gluten-free um, Mexican yes. foods and chips and things. Yes. Tortillas and all of that. They're amazing by the way. Yeah. And um, I was reading in a magazine where the lady that created that, her brother kept pushing her and saying, this needs to be in stores. Like other people need this. She actually created it because she had a gluten allergy and she loved her her family's recipes and all of that. And she couldn't eat them. So she created this and her brother's like, you know, more people need this. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then her brother said, well, let's look at it this way. Somebody else is going to come up with this and you're going to go to the store one day and you're going to see somebody else's brand on the shelf. How is that going to make you feel? And she was like, that was all I needed to just fire Mm -hmm. myself up. And for me personally, it wasn't even that as much as there are so many people that aren't in jobs they love and they can be. And for me to not go out and have people understand their value and see how it fits the marketplace so they can make more money, they can have a better life for their family that's robbing them of a better future. And I just felt like, okay, they can say no to me, but for me to not put it out there is like, it's a disservice to like people in general. Um, So when I read that, I was like, oh, you know what? What if I saw something that I felt like wasn't as great as what I have created? Would I be happy with that? Hell no. So (laughs) that got me all fired up. Yeah. And we, I just got off a coaching call for my, for my program. And actually one of our, one of our students actually shared that exact thing. And she said, when I, when I get really nervous, her name's Ella to give her, to give her credit. She's amazing. Empowered with Ella. She said, when I get 
scared to show up. I think about what would happen if they didn't have me. And I, she said she actually almost like turns the dial completely down. So to think about, okay, if I don't speak up at all, where is this person going to be? She specifically helps women feel empowered with birth. If they continue to go through their pregnancy and continue to go through their doctor's appointments and don't have me in my program to help them, like, where are they going to be interested? And then I feel really bad that I didn't show up to support and help them. And that's exactly it. Like, it's not about you, right? It's about what you do. It's about the people you help. It's about the skills you have. And when we can make it less about us, less, less, have less self-importance and more about the service of the person we're trying to help. Like, I think that's what helps you get out of your own way when you're like, okay, it's not actually about me. It's about them. Oh my gosh. Yes. 100%, 100%. Now I know that you're like me and you work from home and you work around your kids' schedules. And I don't know about you, but we've talked a little bit about this, um, being more productive, but I think that some people, I'm just going to call some people out here, not using names, hide behind their children and they, they use them as an excuse well, I can't apply for a job because I have children or I can't do this because my kids have these different activities and all that. And I don't know about you, but mine is I do all these things because I have children and I do it with them in mind around a schedule that actually makes the most sense for our family. And it's different, you know, it's different than, than a lot of families. Um, how do you kind of handle that and navigate that? That's such a good question. I like two things come up is one, I know that sometimes the immediate, you have to think about what's more important, like the immediate gain or the long-term effect or the long-term ripple of what you want to do and where you want to go. And the piece that like tags along with that is I know that change can be hard and scary and that change feels really unsafe to people. And I, I get that. I totally, totally get that. But I think that we need to think about it in terms of like, what is more painful? Is it the, the, the pain of the immediate change or the pain of the future and being in the same spot or being exactly where you don't want to be or continuing to show your children that you're not actually freaking happy. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is so scary for me to think about, okay, well in 20 years from now, if I don't build the business I want to build, and if I don't help the people I want to help, I have to answer to my kids. I mean, I don't, but I do. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. what do I want to build? Am I, and I, am I willing to go for that right now? And by the way, like, it's okay. If your answer is no, then that's awesome that you know that, but don't lie to yourself. If you don't want to change and you do want to keep things the way that the way that they are, that is awesome. And that's totally fine, but don't, don't tell yourself you want something different if you actually don't, or don't not do it if you really want it because you're afraid of what's going to happen right now. I love that. It's so true. I think we should ourselves a lot, especially as, as women, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And it's like, you should be taking care of yourself. You should be honoring your calling Whatever that is today, not what it's going to be 10 years from now, to your point, 
uh, my husband and I have talked for years about, I would love to do speaking engagements, but we have made the, the deal that that doesn't happen until our daughter, or actually our son is in high school because, and I actually want him to be like junior, senior level. So he's able to drive himself around. So we're looking at like 10 years, nine years before that's something that I can really put my arms around and physically do. And that's okay, because that means there are other things that I need to do to prepare and, you know, serve my family in a different way. So that when that happens, I, I, I have this thing, I've always said that Later on in life, I think my children are going to go to a dinner party and somebody's going to say, oh, what did your parents do for a living? You know, and I have always thought that I want them to say my mom helped others find their voice. You know, I just like that would be the coolest thing for them to say versus I don't know. She like was in a spare bedroom in our house and she said she was going to do all these things. And then she just kind of stopped doing it. Like, ugh, right. That story just ugh, eats at my soul. So, you know, you're right. Our kids are always watching and we do have to answer to them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's, that's so funny. Cause I often ask my kids, like what, when your teachers ask what we do, what do you say? And, and they've learned, they just say marketing now. And that's a big improvement because they used to just be like, oh, she sits at the computer all day. And that really hurt. <laughs> oh my gosh. My daughter asked me a couple of years ago, if I would life coach her, <laughs> which I was like dying laughing on the inside. Cause like, by the way, as a parent, you are your kid's life coach. Like that's just what a parent is. Um, but she doesn't even understand that like she's client one, you know, of the business, you know, she's like what everything is built on and gives me all these great ideas. And, and I was like, of course, I just said, of course. Um, and she went as me for career day, which I thought was hilarious. She had like a little binder and, um, she was like, you always wear really long necklaces. So she wore a really long necklace. She like owned it. I was like, okay, I'm glad that you said, you think, you know what I do. That's awesome. So <laughs> That's amazing. It was hilarious. I don't think my son understands, but that's okay. He'll get He's there. little. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I love this whole premise of like getting out of your way. Uh, in working with as many people as you work with as well, what do you think is the main thing that gets in people's way? Mm. Oh my gosh. So... I mean, so many things. I think the main thing that I see right now is the label of being a mom. And now I'll, I'll explain that because the label of being a mom is one I hold like the highest, like I freaking love being a mom. And I, it, it is one of the I hope no one takes this the wrong way, but it is one of the easiest roles. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. And that doesn't mean it, it always is easy, but it has been an, a role for me that just went on that I filled very easily. And CEO, man, that has given me way, way more challenges, but, but the undoing is really being only a mom and being willing to be your own human and being willing to be this, even if you're not a CEO of a business, you are the CEO of yourself. 
and your life. And I think um, the mask of mom can take over and people, especially women can forget that they are their own human and that they can design their life, not just for your kids, but for yourself too. And that you are worthy of space in, in your home, in your house, in your, in your planner, in your calendar, and that your kids shouldn't be the thing that are taking up most of your day. And I think a lot of moms for, for understandably forget that, but it's time to, to for moms to stand up and remember that you're so much more like, just like, you know, most of us, I think, know, like I'm so much more than a, a wife or a partner or a daughter. You're so much more than a mom, but mm -hmm. we forget that because I think it's like the label that can take up the most space and time in our world. And then that part of us that, that used to take up so much space and time, like hides and gets smaller and smaller and shrinks down. And I really like part of my work and my mission is helping women like find that person that they used to be and evolve them to be in the present time and come out and look for them and be like, Oh my gosh, where are you? Are you still there? Like, can I find you and, and really pull them out and make friends with them again? Oh my gosh. I love that. And I actually work with, uh, equal parts, men and women. And I see it in both sides. Uh, men don't get lost as much in parenting as they do their work. So they get very much defined by, I did this for so long and now I want to go do that. It doesn't matter what it is. And I don't know how to do that. Like it's my calling, but I have never done it before. And because I don't have experience and I'll use air quotes of experience in that, you know, I'm afraid to do the new thing. And it's right back to what you said. It's about getting acquainted with that person that you've always been and understanding that it's okay. And that this is a new area. And it doesn't mean you're dishonoring your current employer. It doesn't mean you're dishonoring your family. Cause of the, that's where that comes up with men a lot is, well, now that I want to do this other thing, I'm taking away security for my family. And I'm like, but it's not black and white like that. You're thinking that everything that's led to this point somehow has to get thrown away and you have to just start as like a baby again. I don't know. Um, and that's, that's just not how it works. Uh, and so I, I love that rediscovering these pieces of yourself that have always been there. You've just kind of put them away like, no, let's just tuck that away. Uh, let's not, let's not honor that for right now. Yeah. It's kind of like the friends that you used to hang out with a lot that you haven't seen in a while. You need to rediscover her or him and, and hang out with them mm -hmm. and, you know, reestablish a friendship. It's, it really is literally like that. Oh my gosh. That is so true. That is so true. Well, one final thought on if you were looking for a job, because this will be fun because you're not, this is not the space that you're normally in. So if you were looking for a job, how would you apply what you do to the job market? Like if you were in an interview right now and I said to you, um, you know, how, how could you help us, Nicole? How would you describe that? Oh my gosh. I've never, literally never been asked a question like that, but if I was asked a question like that, I would, I mean, do you have a marketing department? Because I would definitely go work in the, in the marketing department. I 
what I really am a whiz at, not only is it figuring out how to make the most with what you've got, it really is about it really is about seeing the future. I can see, I literally can see the future version of you and where you want to go and map that out for you and help you get there. So if that's something you need in your business, I, I see that I can have a conversation with someone and for 10 minutes be like, I got it. I got it. And I believe in you probably 10 times than you believe in yourself and I can help you get there. So I don't know. Is that a skill? I think 100%. That is 100% (laughs) a skill. And I would hire you in a heartbeat because what you did is you led with your heart and you led with your gifts and your talents. And I just think that is so beautiful. That's what every organization needs, by the way, is a heart. We forget about that. You know, we, we look at metrics, we look at, you know, saving money, saving time, but really all of those things are when our company has a heart long after I quit teaching, I, I literally used to have nightmares that I would have to go back. And that was part of my motivation to figure stuff out because I never wanted to get step back in that classroom. I, I don't want to be in a situation. And I actually think all of us should aspire to this where when I have an idea, somebody says, that's not how we do things that just Oh, it just gets under my skin. I just can't like, well, yeah, maybe it's not how you do things right now, but maybe you should think about doing them so that you don't become Blackberry or Blockbuster. Um, yeah. So that would be the hardest thing for me. I had some ideas when I was in the corporate world that I was trying to push that really didn't make sense for the role I was in, but I could see how they would make a difference for the organization. I left the corporate world and within 30 days and created them on my own. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. So, you know, it's just kind of funny how all that works, but. And those yeah. are gifts, right? Like that's the thing, like same thing when I was teaching this whole other small tangent, but I can move and I like, even before I had kids, I can move at a pace that most people cannot keep up with me. And I say this a lot. It's like, I can just, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm not an overthinker. I make a decision and I go and I move and I trust that everything will work out on the other side. And if it doesn't, I can make another choice. And I, I always operated that as a teacher and I could not stand being forced to do things the way other people made me do because they decided it was right Mm-hmm. for, I don't know, some insane standard where I was operating just way faster. So it's, it is, those are the things that are my greatest gifts as an entrepreneur and as a CEO. And when you can figure out those things that maybe you felt like were holding you back at your job, if you can figure out how to make them your gifts and to put them into your future job role, like that's probably everything you teach how to package that up. Right. But that's where the magic really is. And that's what you did too. It is a hundred percent. And I'm very similar to you in that regard. I think the the parallel is, I think people think that you either are in the corporate world or you own your own business and there's no middle ground, but I'm here to tell you that there are amazing companies that will let you play with their money and create new things and try new things. And I mean, 
Nicole and I are both employers as well. And that's what we love about people on our team is when they bring us new ideas and we try something new and the smaller the company, the more nimble you are, the faster you can go. And so it's maybe where you are isn't like that, but being able to dream past that and realize that there are other possibilities, that's that's really key. Um, every organization I've ever left, I've always said to myself, I feel so sorry for them because they don't get me anymore. And I think everybody should look at it that way. Um, and if you get let go, I think you should feel the same way. And so it's, I feel bad for that company because they don't have me there anymore. So it's their loss, not, not mine. Um, well, where can people find you if they want to follow you, if they want to get to know you more, want to work with you, how, how would they do that? Yeah. So two places. One, I also have a podcast. I always love finding out about other podcasts from podcasts. So that's probably the best place. And that is the shift show. And you'll see um, my picture and I will make sure I send you the link so you can link to it. And then over on Instagram, and I'm just my name at Nicole Culver. I love direct messages. So you can send me a DM if anything resonated with you. I'd love to hear from you. Nicole is very much a giver and very much cares about everyone that follows her. And I feel like this is missing in our space very much so because there's this have a giant list, have a million followers, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, it's about people feeling seen and heard. And you do that so beautifully. Uh, and, and having, when I feel like when people are seen and heard, then they see and hear other people and that's the world just becomes this amazing place to be a part of. So thank you for all that you do. Um, you've helped me in my business, um, and just your relationships, your ability to think, you know, bigger. And, um, I also love your husband, Danny. He's great. Um, I've met him as well. And um, it's just great connecting with another fellow business owner that's also a mother and balancing all the things and doing it so extraordinarily well. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.